Welcome to Anime Out of Context, a comedy review show hosted by a basement dweller who grew up scrounging terrible fan subs on sketchy websites prior to the convenience of modern streaming, alongside a willfully ignorant soul whose only knowledge of anime comes from the shows forced upon him here. This show will contain spoilers, incorrect information, and copious amounts of adult language. Our hosts are not experts on any topic, and everything they say should be taken with a grain of salt. Thank you for listening, and enjoy. Hello and welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime. And I score Sean a second date with the gilf down the road. <laughs> I'm Sean Rollins. I'm Remington Chase. But you're not going to pass your gilf hunter title on to me, Rem. I don't care how hard you try. <laughs> I, I'm only a gilf hunter for one particular gilf, Sean, and that is your grandma. Oh god, it's a good thing you've never met her. But I'm sure that when I do... The sparks will fly. Oh, Christ. Oh, God. Now that we've started it... God, why does this always happen when we cover one of these anime? Um, <laughs> why does this always happen? I can't, can't wait for, for us to be covering just the most wholesome shit. Well, uh, about that, Rem. Here we are. <laughs> hey, Rem, does the name Hao Miyazaki ring any bells to you? Okay, yep, yep. It does. It does, Sean. Okay. And what do you know about Hao Miyazaki? Hayao Miyazaki, that, that, that's, that, that's, that's Gibbles. <laughs> that's Gibbles. That, that's the big jib himself. The big jib. <laughs> Do you think he knows we call him that? Of course, he loves our podcast. He loves our podcast, tunes in every week. Especially loves he, it when we actually destroy the movies his company made, and he himself created. He, he thinks my feedback is very insightful. <laughs> Well, he must do, because, Rem, uh, I don't know if you know this, but Mr. Miyazaki has a bit of a reputation. Not a bad one. Just a reputation, like, as a running joke in the animation industry. Okay. He is very much treated like a cat. He constantly says, this is my last film, I'm retiring, I won't be coming back to make any more. Okay. And then a few years later. (laughs) He's like, ah, now I'm satisfied, and then he's like, I just can't stay away. Yeah, and lo and behold, Rem, at the time of this recording, it was recently announced that he's back working on another film. <laughs> so, you know, the cat came back, as it were. And I figured to, to highlight this momentous occasion, and because it's been a hot minute since we've covered any films from the studio, it's time to go back to the old Studio Ghibli, or Ghibli, or however you prefer to pronounce it. We get angry emails either way, so we're either incredibly incorrect or incredibly correct or it doesn't matter gang it really doesn't matter the point is is you know what we're talking about you know what we're talking about and we're here to talk about it in as positive a way as possible unless your name is remington chase here i am and i figure what better way to really honor uh miyazaki's return than by covering the first movie he made with studio ghibli oh okay so this is like the opening film for the entire studio, and I figured, ah, uh, you know, we've done most of the other films. Might as well go back to the very beginning and see where it all began. Now, it's not the first movie he's ever created, mind. It's just the first one under the uh, Studio Ghibli title, as it were. Okay, all right, and what would, would that be? That would be the lovely anime film simply titled Tenku no Shiro Laputa, or Castle in the Sky, or Laputa Castle, Castle in the Sky. Pretty straightforward. Uh, another castle. Another whimsical castle. <laughs> another whimsical castle. But Remington, this one's in the sky. <laughs> and this one came first. Right now, I'm trying to think. 
Is House Moving Castle my least favorite? It was definitely Gibbles? the one you were the angriest about. Yeah. You called like, it Tumblr bait, which I feel like is the most scathing insult you've ever given a Ghibli film. I'm, I'm trying to think if it was able to somehow preserve a positive rating or not, or or if it ended up being like slightly negative overall. Because I know that Spirited Away was completely on the fence. Yeah. I, um, I, I think it was the one you were the most negative about. There were other films that you and I had more interesting conversations about, but I think that was the one that you were the most frustrated by, especially due to the fact that a large quantity of people listen as their favorite and adore and appreciate it, primarily because they're simping for Hal. I mean, I, I have a very simple question for you, Sean. Okay. Because I have, I, I figured out how, how, how good old G-Hi-Bly works. G-Hi-Bly? Okay, that's the one incorrect way to pronounce it. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. All the others have been acceptable. That would go too far. That, 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 that's, Abysmal. All right. I've learned the one big jib principle. Okay. And that is a Gibble story is its quality is inversely proportional to its its adherence and focus on plot. Right. And traditional plot elements. It it's amazing at characterization and just human moments, low stakes storytelling that just brings those characters to life, right? And so I suppose we we can we, we can temper my expectations very quickly by how, how much how much plot is there? Is this one with, all right, strict plot, here we go, very traditional plot-like elements, or is it one that's very vibes-based? I will say, hmm, how to phrase this, um... So, it, it, it sounds like you're, you're, you don't want to say it's plot-based and plot-heavy, even though it is. Oh, man, the vibes in it are immaculate, though. Oh, <laughs> uh, here we go. All right. Well, well nice this is where it all began, Rem. This is where all the Studio Ghibli stuff began. So this is kind of like an origin piece. Maybe you can see where they originally started and where they got their origins and where they go from there. I will say this is this movie is more Kiki's than Howl, if that makes you feel better. Okay. Makes me feel a lot better. <laughs> yeah. it, it's very much a traditional hero's journey style story with a male and female lead protagonist and, you know, a fantasy city and some themes of preserving nature, you know, environmentalist stuff, you know, classic Ghibli stuff, just, you know, in a, a traditional adventure style story, you know? All right. If, if, if they have a really like character focused story where it's heartfelt and human, but then in the last 15 minutes decide to end it with like a huge action set piece. I'm gonna lose it. That won't happen because it's a it's definitely a cohesive narrative from beginning to end. Cool. Yeah, so you won't have to worry about that. But like, it's it's got the vibes, man. Got the vibes. All right. Okay. I we'll see. Continue on. Okay. Pretty straightforward story. It's basically the setting is all about air based travel. So like airships, planes, propellers, you know, things like that. And it's about our two main characters, Pazu and Shita. Okay. And uh, Sheeta is a lovely a young little girl who has been kidnapped by the government. Oh, okay, cool. G all right, strong start. Yeah, very strong start. And and she manages to escape her government capture after pirates invade this government ship. All right. I'm going to assume that, like, the government capture is a bad thing, which everybody will be like, oh, that's obvious. But sometimes, sometimes with Ghibli... It's hard to say. Sometimes it's not. <laughs> sometimes you're like, oh, this terrible thing, and they're like, yeah, but they're kind of vibing, and you're like, oh, okay. Like, sometimes Ghibli gets uh, unintuitive, so it, it, it's just good to 
you know, well, ground yourself every once in a while. Yeah, I mean, look, on the scale of Nazis, I won't right, I won't cool, say cool. I won't say where the scale is, but generally speaking Sky Nazis. Sky <laughs> Nazis. The sky Nazis. I mean, to be fair, a lot of Nazis were in the sky, I feel like. I feel like that's not too out of the ordinary for of a place for Nazis to be, Rem. There are Nazis in the sky. Oh, God, that's a whole different flavor of Les Miserables. Holy shit. <laughs> Extra Miserable. But during this grand escape, she meets a young lad named Pazu, whose, whose dreams are finding the mythical sky Laputa. Sky Castle Laputa. You know, prove it's real, that kind of thing. Proper, like... And then, through... they So they become Sky Pirates, and they, they're hunting down Laputa, and then through a, a, approximately a thousand-plus episodes, they they band <laughs> together, and they try to find it, you know? And, and one of them is real stretchy, another one kicks good. Mm-hmm. Congrats, Rem, you found the one-movie adaptation of One Piece. Congratulations. <laughs> this is it! <laughs> this is it. Uh, I, I I swear I it's thought twenty seven about- hours long. <laughs> oh, hilarious! You think it would take that? It, it would be that short. I mean, it's an adaptation. They would have to cut shit out. Nah, I mean, that's fair. I mean, the, the Netflix One Piece adaptation just came out and is li- widely considered to be the best uh, live action anime adaptation ever. Which, granted, the bar for that ain't exactly high, but you know, it's still an impressive statement. Uh, <laughs> but no, 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 it's not very One Piece esque, especially since it came out like ten years before One Piece. So. Oh, it's old. It is very old. 1986, Rem. Oh, it's ancient. <laughs> okay, you're going to make the people who are born in the 80s feel really bad. Uh, you, you shouldn't say that. <laughs> hey, it's okay, Grandpa. We're here for you. Rem, Rem, that's the top half of millennials. That's us. Like, that's that's the upper reach of us. Hey, I'm just saying, if you were born when this movie was released, Sean's probably interested. <laughs> Ups your odds a little bit. Oh my Christ! Oh God, our emails are going to be very cursed, aren't they? But yeah, no, don't worry. I'll I'll sift through all the solicitations and only find the best ones. Yeah, you'll you'll be my matchmaker. Yep, you'll match me with the perfect woman of the eighties. Oh, oh, one hundred percent. Or you know, seventies, sixty. <laughs> no, no, absolutely 50s. not. Nope. Once we get into the age of my parents, that's when it gets a bit weird. No, thank you. Uh, Don't, ladies, he's pretending to be choosy. It's going to be okay. <laughs> you're, I'm playing hard to get. <laughs> yeah. Me. <laughs> the guy w- in his mid to late 20s with a podcast <laughs> about anime is playing hard to get. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, that, that'll work out wonderfully. Such uh, a tease. So, Rem, the show, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a treasure hunting story in the sky. It's whimsical. It's fun. Hayao Miyazaki's first film with Studio Ghibli. Let's just go watch it. Let's see what you think, and maybe, maybe this will this will give you some insight into into the man who keeps coming back to make more films. <laughs> All right. So without further ado, let's go watch some Castle in the Sky with Dime. <laughs> Shut up, Lucy. And we are back after watching the hit 1986 film. Castle in the Sky or Tenku no Shiro Laputa. And Remington, is this does this explain the origin of Mr. Miyazaki's works, or is it just an early signs of the things you don't like? Alright, well, let me start by saying it's early Ghibli, alright? Alright. For better and for worse. 
Oh dear. Here we go. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I fall into a certain loop with with good old Jebels, with right. the big gib. And gib himself. And and that's I, I feel like when I start watching one of these movies, I'm entranced. I'm enraptured, Sean. Mm-hmm. It, it says, look at this world, and I'm like, damn. And it's like, look at this art, and I'm like, damn. And it's like, here's some super charming characters. So I'm like, damn. And then, inevitably, <laughs> inevitably, I reach the point. It's often a little gradual, but I, 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 I seem to always reach this point where I'm like, what the fuck are we doing here? <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> like, I, I, every time... And this one, all right, watching Castle in the Sky, it probably has, I've, I've complained a lot about Ghibli plots, right? Right. And I think the Castle in the Sky, it probably has like the most plot out of the ones we've covered. Maybe like Howl's Moving Castle, but I think this one even more, it's very plot focused from early on to the, through the whole thing. It's one of the more linear stories that we've gotten from the studios. Yeah, which, which uh, admittedly, it concerned me. Right. It, it concerned me. I was a little worried, but I will say that I I started to be like, well, shit. I don't think this is like the best plot ever, but I'm I'm vibing with it. I'm okay. I'm doing all right, and that lasts for about an hour, which is about half the runtime. Yeah, and then <laughs> this, is, this is this is starting to sound like a very familiar conversation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then I and then I, I wrote in my notes. I was like, oh, it's starting to sag in the middle. And then I was like, oh, and the ending wasn't great either. Ah, shit. It just has a good first half. <laughs> I I think that, look, to, to cover all the obvious ground, great soundtrack, great animation, of course, good character designs, though you can definitely, I was like, ah, shit, it's just Kiki. It's <laughs> like... This came out before Kiki's, though. I'm aware. Thing. I'm aware. It, it's, it's just the case that, like, when you start, when you see enough Ghibli, <laughs> right. Starts to recognize some parallels. Yeah, grandma. Um, mm -hmm. very similar archetype, both character-wise and physically. I I think that on the topic of the characters, let's go through the characters. All right. So our our characters, we have Sheeta. She's the girl, right? She's yep. uh not Kiki. Her character is uh. Feel free to help me out, Sean. Oh man, I mean she is that. <laughs> I'll tag you in. I'll tag you in to finish You're the description. You're tagging me in for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She has dead parents. She does have dead parents and and a <laughs> mysterious magic necklace. Yep. But what about like her personality, Sean? Mm, it is there. <laughs> There's definitely some, like she is the main girl of a Ghibli movie. <laughs> you, she, she has generally charming characteristics and a relation and relationship with. Our other character, who is much more well-defined, and that's Pazu. Pazu, fellow orphan. Orphans stick together. Pazu yep. is an orphan. Well, their parents aren't going to help them. Straight up working in the mines. He yearns for the mines. And he's kind of okay with it. Like, it's implied that his boss is very heavy-handed. But the movie's just kind of like, ah, what are you going to do? <laughs> it's like, ah, that's kind of unfortunate. Ah, well, he doesn't seem to mind much. I mean, that's capitalism in a nutshell, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he has big dreams. He's an ambitious but kind-hearted kiddo, right? Uh, other relevant characters, we have we have a band of sky pirates led by, who, who's usually called Mama. She has a proper name, but I can't remember it, so I just think of her as Sky Grandma. Sky Grandma, she she's 
the kind of like anti-hero where it's like, oh, she's the baddie for 10 minutes, but not really. And she has a kind of nuanced character, but it's like shallowly nuanced. It's like she's a baddie, but not really. And that's about as much depth as we get. And it's mm-hmm. not the worst, but I you definitely see more in future Ghibli films with their anti-hero characters. And then you have the proper villain, which is an army colonel who is wants to find the castle in the sky, the great kingdom in the sky, right? Right. And we're unsure what his motives are, but they're revealed later, and he's a very malicious fella. Uh, and then that that's basically, like, I think all of the relevant characters. I don't think yeah. I'm missing anybody. Yeah, not anything that's worth really relevant for us to talk about. I mean, you, there are a bunch of little side characters, and they've got... There's the lonely design. boys. Yep. The many lonely boys. All the sky pirates, they're, they're, they're lonely boys. They're lonely... I say boys. They're lonely adult goddamn men who <laughs> are are deeping on Sheeta, the, the main girl, a little bit much. Too much, I would say. Yeah, yeah. And they play it off as, like, silly and wholesome, but I'm still like, I don't know! I mean, it... <laughs> you are just that... playing into horny pirate trope, and you're trying to make it wholesome, but it is just horny pirates! It was the 80s, my guy! <laughs> and it's like, I, I, I know how horny pirates do! So, like, you can and try to make it... they do very bad things most of the time. Yeah, so you can try to make it, like, a little bit more wholesome, and it's like, cool, thanks, but still. On the topic of the plot, for the first half, for the first half, I, I was pretty, pretty down. Once again, it was nothing insane or, or wildly innovative, but I, I thought it was neat. The Sheeta, the main girl, she runs away from the army where she was in custody, as well as running away from some pirates with her magical pendant she falls but the pendant floats her down safely where she is saved and taken in by pazu the little boy they they interact with each other and meet properly right talk about the great island in the sky pirates arrive in town and try to chase chase the kids down we got a lot of shenanigans going here the army also arrives starts chasing them down so now they're being chased just a three-way battle chase scene shenanigans, fun times, action sequences, etc. Eventually as they're as as they escape, they fall into some caverns where we meet Uncle Pom. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know, dude, he's an old explorer type fella. I don't know yeah. his fucking deal. I <laughs> I think he's inhaled one too many mind fumes. You know? I feel <laughs> I, like there's some weird there's some implications that more is going on with Uncle Pom. I, who knows? (laughs) You never see him again. So if there's something more going on with him, it doesn't really matter one way or another. Right. But we we get some backstory on on magical crystals, right? Which is relevant for the pendant that Sheeta has. They get out of the caverns and the army is there and apprehends them. They make a little bit of a a deal where they're like, hey, here's the deal. Sheeta, you're going to help us find uh, Laputa, the great castle in the sky. Pazu, you're gonna leave, shut the fuck up, and here's some gold for your troubles. And that was they, a very short story. <laughs> yeah, right? The kids reluctantly agree. They're, they they don't like it, but it's like, okay, it seems like this is the only way to go forward, so what are you gonna do? Pirates and Pazu reconvene and end up working together to, like, help Sheeta. We get a sudden flashback on Sheeta's end to Sheeta's, like, mom teaching her a very specific words to say in the Laputin language that are like spells. She does the spell, activates the pendant, which also wakes up a golem that the army has. 
It's just this big fucking robot, and the robot escapes, and it rampages, and it, it's absolutely fucked. The, the crystal points to the castle in the sky. The army is trying to figure out a way to contain the robot. They use, a, like, a straight-up mortar on the robot, but it doesn't work. Robot attacks back and protects Sheeta, and it's, it is destructive. It's fucked. It is absolute annihilation, hellfire, and brimstone everywhere. Bazu and the pirates save Sheeta. The robot is killed. Pirates and the kids escape. But, unfortunately, in all the chaos, the pendant was lost, and the colonel gets a hold of it. All right, so all of that, everything up to now, is the yep. first half of the movie. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> that is one half of yes. the whole fucking movie. And I was I was pretty good with all of that half. It got a little bit crazy at the end, a little bit convoluted, but I, okay, I, I, I'm, I'm still in. I'm still in on this, okay? Next, we follow with genuinely around 25 minutes of just kind of vibing with the pirates, uh, which not a ton happens. Why, don't these... you like pirate vibes? <laughs> uh, sure, but it's like high stakes. This this is the single most important thing that's going to happen, and now we're on a fucking time crunch. Anyway, so let's all get started searching, and we'll, we'll make our way over to where we think it is, and... Make sure we're making the food. Pazu, you can help with the engineering. And uh, and we're going to get there, guys. It's like, oh, I mean, I like, once again, I know that within the plot, they're going. They're they're on their way. But tonally, it gets very relaxed very quickly in a time I don't feel is appropriate. <laughs> as well as just lasting 25 minutes. <laughs> like, so you're saying they could have cut that down a bit and been fine. Yeah, almost a fourth of the movie. <laughs> Is just this that like you know, okay have it, but you could you could cut it in half so fucking easy. I mean, I don't know about you, Ren, but I always enjoy my long running pirate adventures. But it's not adventures; it's just chilling. It's yeah. it's housework for the most part. It's yeah. housework and pervy guys. Uh, I'm like. That's my least favorite part of Pirate Adventures is the housework and pervert are you guys. Yeah. yeah, it's like, oh, man. Especially when it's supposed to. Like, guys, we should be a little bit more urgent. And you can be like, ah, oh, they're going as fast as they can. It's like, yeah, but I don't feel like they are. Like, at, in the audience, I'm not like, oh, man, they're really going for it. I'm like, ah, well, let's chill out. And we also have, like, this exposition almost, like, two-thirds of the way through where Pazu and... and Sheeta, they're chatting, right? And Sheeta's like, oh yeah, my mom taught me all sorts of spells. Ones that are good for like medicine or food or the forbidden spell of destruction. Which also, it feels a little bit weird because Sheeta, Sheeta starts out this story feeling relatively clueless about any of it, right? Right. About Laputa, about the pendant. She, she feels like... She doesn't know a lot of it. But right. then, throughout the story, we're told that she has been taught a fuck ton. Like, she's been told songs and spells and all of this. And it's like, were you, <laughs> with all that, why were you seeming as naive as you did in the beginning? I don't feel like that was an accurate depiction. Well, magic doesn't solve everything. It, it, it's, it's like someone showing up being like, Ah, uh, yeah, I guess I'm just, like, a pacifist who doesn't know how to defend myself. And then, like, halfway through the movie, you hand them an RPG, and they're like, oh, don't worry, I've been trained on this. And it's like, what? <laughs> what? Wait, what the fuck do you mean? <laughs> it's 
It's all about aesthetics, Rob. <laughs> what are you talking about? You've been trained on this. It, it just very odd, very odd. But anyway, they they go and finally get to Laputa, good gold castle in the sky, and. When, when they get there, unfortunately, the army also gets there around that time. Chaos is taking place. The kids are trying to hide as the army loots and pillages, which they treat it as like kind of a bad thing. But it's established by this point that Laputa is completely abandoned. There is not a soul other than animals and stuff on this floating castle. So I'm kind of like, hey, let the soldiers loot. Like, hey, see, and this is why you're a true monster to society, right? Hey, hey, <laughs> give give the relevant things to like to archaeologists, and then and then have at it. As long as long as the scientists get first dibs, then I'm then like, who cares? <laughs> Who's it hurting? As long as we can study that something, I'm like, yeah. But they're like, oh no, and and there's this weird dynamic where the story goes from being like, we have to protect the integrity of Laputa, right? We right. we have to preserve to some degree th- this place, this special place that's been lost for so long. There's a real subtle switch that I'll get to. See if you can catch it when it happens. As things continue on, eventually uh, it's found that the kids are there and they're like, ah, oh, fucking get them. But the, the evil colonel who now has, has the pendant, right? He has the crystal. He t- he captures Sheeta and him and Sheeta go deeper into the castle, deeper into the the heart of this whole whole city. As they they delve further, deeper, eventually they get to the big crystal powering the entire thing. He, Colonel is able to activate it and control it. And at this point, he's he goes on an exposition dump. We're in the last quarter of the movie now, folks, and he gives a big old exposition dump. Where he's like, you know, the strange thing is actually, you know how you are part of your you you are a Laputin, right? You 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 come come from you're descended from the people of this floating sky island, and you're like an heir to the throne. But here's the thing: so I and it's just separate branches off of the same family tree. That's that's a big twist, and I'm like, okay, sure, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Feels a bit a bit late to insert this, but okay. He activates it, takes control, decides, hey, fuck you, other soldiers, because he's had a rivalry with like the general or whatever. Says, fuck you, other soldiers, fuck you, pirates. And you know what? Let's show what this thing can do. And he turns the 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 city into a giant space laser. And it shoots out like into the water, but it's basically a nuke. And he's like, yeah, see its power. Now we're going to fucking take over properly, baby. And and this is when the switch happens from like, oh, Laputa might be like, it, it's worth like preserving and stuff to being like, oh, this this has so much great power that no one should hold. Which like both of those are fine messages. Very weird to try to do both, not only in the same show, but about the same thing (laughs) and not in a way where it's like two characters arguing over it with those different perspectives but like the main characters seamlessly going from one to the other without much clarification that does make a lot of sense remington (laughs) but if you think about it oh yeah it's a metaphor for civilization and nature sure doesn't that doesn't that justify all that but like expound in what way what what, what's because there's two separate conflicting metaphors so i would just like hey 
the metaphors are there. Is, and that's what's important. Is Laputa <laughs> is Laputa the nature that needs to be preserved and respected, or is it the the hyper industrial society that can destroy nature that must be prevented? Like, which one is it, though? Oh, that's a neat thing, Rem. It's both. <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the thing. It does fucking make sense as both. And I don't think, and never, never does Castle in the Sky present it as both at the same time. It is very much one or very much the other, but never both. It's never like, wow, this is a really complex dilemma where, where both sides are very relevant and prominent here. Isn't that crazy? It's like, here's this. Scrap that. Now it's this. It, it, it's very odd. It's very odd. Anyway. I feel like you're reading too much into a kid's movie. <laughs> this bastard, this son of a bitch. So so the colonel is like, yeah, I'm going to destroy shit. And Sheeta is like, it'd be cool if you didn't. And he's like, but I'm gonna. And Pazu's here like, I'm here to save the day. And, and Colonel's like, I'll give you a few moments to yourselves. Because <laughs> they're like, we're going to stop you. And he's like, I don't think you can, but I'll give you time to, to see if it's possible. And then Pazu is like, hey, you know that spell of destruction? Let's do it. The spell of destruction has not been clarified. I like no, at this point, no, I don't I know what to. the fuck the spell of destruction is going to do. It's a forbidden uh, I, spell. I, I've got a hint for you, Ram. Oh, I got destruction, but like that's a pretty broad term. Is it is it like going to Avada Kedavra the Colonel? Is it going to nuke where they are? Is it going to cause a space laser activation again? What, what What's going to happen? What's going to happen? I, I got the broad strokes. Destruction. But, like, in what way? And do the kids know? Because if the kids know, then in their minds, not to get ahead of myself, but in their minds, it's like a suicide pact that they're doing. And if they don't know, it's just kind of a Hail Mary, let's see what happens, I guess. And I'm not wildly clear which of those two it is. But they, they do the spell of destruction, which all of Laputa starts crumbling Around them, everything starts falling apart and destroying itself. And the colonel is stopped. The space laser is gone. Puda, however, is still sort of standing, but as a big tree city where there's still some remnants of the city, but it's like held together by a big tree. And it didn't all collapse, just a lot of it. Just just the space laser stuff. The space laser stuff is gone. And the kids are fine. And they reunite with the pirates happily and then leave. I don't know what the fuck they're going to do now. Uh, go after the One Piece, probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Much easier since they have a flying ship. Yeah, I don't know. The uh, And then we end. And then we're done. I was with it for an hour. And I thought, <laughs> as I seem to so often think, I think finally, finally, Ghibli, you, you're proving me wrong. And then they're like, hmm? And I'm like, you're proving me wrong? And it's like, oh, wait for the second half. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Gibble! You know, Ram. Which, just... let, let me say this. Let me say this. Nor, if, if this was the first thing you'd shown me, right? And you were like, this is the right. first first big jib production. I'd be like, okay, there's a lot of potential there. And I'm sure that they improve upon the things they got wrong in future shows. Problem is, I've seen what they move on to. I've seen what they move on to. And they have the same pitfalls again and again and again and again. Like, they've always had it. They've always had these exact same struggles. And every time, 
Every time I think I'm going to be proven wrong, every time I begin to believe and I say, ah, finally, finally, I'm going to be able to be nuanced and I'm going to be able to say, hey, listeners, look, I'm not a closed-minded doofus. I Look how nuanced my opinion is. Isn't that lovely? Doesn't that add credibility? And then, and then it fucks up and I'm like, well, shit. God damn it. And yet, people love this movie, Rem. That's a very popular film. It's it's one of the films that put Ghibli on the map. And, like, I get it, because especially for 1980-whatever-the-fuck... Six? Yeah, like, it, it it's beautiful, it's charming, like, it, it would capture people, right? In that fairy tale way, but just, just like those fairy tales. Sometimes you read a fairy tale, and, and as you're telling it to your kid, your kid is like, but... Wait, why, why, why did they do that? And you're like, oh, that's a great question, kiddo. Anyway. Not my kids. <laughs> They're idiots. <laughs> Don't say that about Samantha, you son of a bitch. No, I'm joking. She's smarter than the both of us combined. It's true. It's true. <laughs> she doesn't associate with us as much anymore, and that's how you can tell. <laughs> oh, man. It, it throws me for a loop every time. Every time I think to myself, it's going to be different, and it's not. It's it's just the good times are so good that you just want to keep coming back. But when he betrays you in the end, you're just <laughs> you're just left feeling a bit empty. Yeah. <laughs> oh, buddy. It it's so frustrating to be like hell yeah, and and the gradual realization. Genuinely, you can see it in my notes where it, it's just like as soon as I write, starting to sag in the middle, still sagging. Oh no convoluted ending god damn it like oh god yeah no i i had a feeling this might be the conversation we have again rem but honestly i think it was worthwhile it's been a minute it's it it truly does baffle me how frequently the studio does things to you Um, i it blows my mind wait okay here's what's surprising to me okay that apparently i'm the only one with this opinion Apparently, yeah, on God's Green Earth, from, from day one of, of watching these movies, I, I formed an opinion. I was like, I wonder if that'll be a pattern. And then it very much was a pattern that's been proven time and time and time again. And yet, despite what I see is such a strong pattern, when I express this, people are like, what? And then I'll describe my reasons, and I'll be like, am I wrong? And they'll be like, all your reasons are right, but your conclusion is wrong. And I'm like, how? And they're like, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> oh god it's just like all the joy and naivete innocence in your life has been sucked from your soul rem i think that's what people are concerned about (laughs) yeah yeah like where's your sense of whimsy i you know also did they wait like when when she was taught the spells by by her mom or maybe it was her grandma it doesn't matter like that's putting a lot of hope that like these things you have your child memorize they're just never going to say when wearing the pendant. Like, just fucking fingers yeah. crossed, I guess. That they will, one, remember it forever, but without ever saying it. Uh, to be fair, you know, magic words are meant to be tricksy. Sure, sure. But that being said, John, all right, I, I've, I've said all my critiques. There's one yep. r- good thing that I've yet to mention. Now, is this a genuine good thing, or is this one of your meme good things like the ducks? Why not both? Okay. <laughs> I, I I don't believe that those are mutually exclusive, Sean. All right, hit me with your duck appreciation this time. When the pirates get to get get to the town and they're chasing the kids, right? 
At one point, the Pazu's boss, like, stops them. He's like, hey, where the fuck you boys going? And the, the pirates, who are right now, like, very well-dressed, very well-dressed, they, they buff out, and we get to a silly little punch battle that turns into a wacky mosh pit. It's straight slapstick, and I very much enjoyed big boys buffing out and beefing. Not at all connected to the NPC group you created in our most recent RPG campaign. People won't understand that reference, Sean, but I did make I that connection won't. as well. I know. <laughs> it's hard for me not to think about it. I I uh, mean, as soon as they burst out, you, I agree. You love you. You love your big beefy boy groups. They are, in fact. I mean, these sky pirates were indeed a league of big men with big muscles doing big crimes. So, yep, it's fantastic. But but yeah, so that that was a lovely moment. I like that a lot. I I just need to mention that before we finished. <laughs> you know what? Completely fair, Remington. And honestly, I I think it's okay that Ghibli movies just in general don't work for you 100% of the time because they make so many other people happy and that's really nice. And I'll tell in, you what. In a, I'll, an unfortunate I'll, toxic way. I'll watch the first half of almost any Ghibli movie and be very satisfied. That is true. And, is and true. then and then I'll be like, I mean, yeah, I want to watch more, but I don't. I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm tr- I fooled myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's very easy to get you to start a Ghibli movie and you're fully convinced and you just Put yourself in the headspace where it's gonna get better, right? It's gonna get, it's gonna, it's gonna do everything I want. Well, to, not right? even that it'll get better. It's like, oh, it, it'll keep the pace. It's on track to prove me wrong every time. It's on that track, and then it dips. Well, who knows, Rem? Maybe we there's still a, a good amount of Ghibli ones, and we've gotten a couple that are very different that people wanted me to show you. But I figured it would be nice to go back to the beginning and see where it all began to see if there's a correlation between your modern-day grievances, and the old-school original production. And I think that's a very interesting comparison to make. Also, a lot of people really wanted us to cover this movie because they're like, ah, oh, it's the OG, it's it's really good, it's really entertaining, and I agree, I enjoyed it. I, I, I will say, it, but... I, I think that if, if, if you're wondering, like, hey, does this hold up compared to other Ghiblis? It does. It 100% does. If you like, if you're, if you're a big fan of the others, this one being older will not greatly diminish your enjoyment of it. It's it's in the same ballpark as all the others. It it's very consistent. So so don't worry too much on that front. Just not Howl's Moving Castle. That that one is a significant dip for me. But there's a lot of Sims out there who disagree. So yeah yeah. Oh, believe me, we know quite a few. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure Dylan probably got some of his fashion sense from Hal at one point. Uh... <laughs> at one point, that point being the present. <laughs> it's funny because he's a crow <laughs> any guesses on what the mouse score is for uh castle in the sky room fucking I- 11 <laughs> <laughs> does not go that high <laughs> we don't break scales here it's weebs do just not like you know i mean it's weeb prestige viewing it's gonna be eight point fuck but it was like old maybe does that factor in i don't know how to factor that in for this four Three. 8.43, you say? Yep. Well, Ren, how happy would you be if you were spot on 100%? Oh, I mean, it would make my my day. It's unlikely, you but, you know, I'd be very you happy. You're damn close, though. With 290,000 ratings, which is pretty low for a Ghibli movie, Castle in the Sky is sitting nice and pretty at 8.26. Ah, ah. Oh, always in the ballpark. Always in the ballpark. Almost always. There's some that I'm way the fuck off, but usually in the ballpark. Yeah, and you, you were pretty close there. For a second there, like, my eyes switched the, some numbers around, and I was like, oh, man, he's spot- Oh, no, wait, no, my eyes are just playing tricks on me. 
I, I swear I have a me- menti. What? A menti? Oh, uh, you're my favorite little menti. <laughs> a healthy mental brain chemistry. I don't know what I was going for there. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. The point is, Rem, uh, a lot of people love and adore this this show. People will continue to love and adore this show. Your criticisms are valid, Rem. I don't want you to feel like your criticisms aren't valid because you're valid, Rem. <laughs> well, I will say, if if any Ghibli gets a, a pass or at least, like, understanding from me with many of my critiques, it's this one, since it's, like, OG shit. But if anything, that makes the critiques of later ones more severe, since it's the same critique. Well, who knows, Rem? Maybe we'll find some more recent stuff, and maybe it'll have improved in your view. God, I'll keep Uh, believing it. (laughs) uh, I'll tell you right now, the most recent Ghibli film that dropped definitely won't have, but (laughs) that's because it's the worst Ghibli film ever made next to Earthsea. Oh, shit! Oh, fuck! Yeah, so, you know, it's... Look, man, we'll cover that one eventually. Is that a hot take or a very cold take? Ooh, fucking freezer cold, (laughs) my guy. Uh, To put perspective on it, it's the only uh, Ghibli film that's in 3D CG. Oh, Jesus Christ, that's a bold move, bud. Yeah, yeah. Look, I'll tell you right now, it's got the Ghibli name tag on it, but my God, does it not feel like it fits. Which is saying something, because, like, there are... Ghibli Studio games out there that feel like Ghibli movies. So, like, it can be done. Yeah. (laughs) But that particular film did not exactly do well. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to ask a final question for you, Rem. Any chance you want to watch some more Ghibli in the future? Yes. say yes. Yes. You're stuck in this relationship. (laughs) I'm interested. I'm curious, but... Gotta see it through till the end. (laughs) All I want is for it to stick the landing. That, thus far, it's like, I, to my recollection, there's only been one Ghibli that's been kind of like fucked and bad the whole way through, and only one Ghibli film that's been pretty solid the whole way through. I could be wrong, but from, from what we've watched, I think that's the case. And I think uh, yeah. Howl's and Totoro. Yep, those were the two that uh, you had the most varied opinions on from your normal Ghibli episodes. It, yeah, every other Ghibli falls very much in line. <laughs> Marnie was there was pretty close as well to the bottom, I think. Which, 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 which one? The corpse dust. <laughs> that, well, that, 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 yeah. that was our bit, but that's how I figured you'd remind her. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but, but that, that one, yeah, it's in the middle category of like has redeeming qualities and also some wonk shit. Yep, but either way, I think that'll do it for us. So thank you all so much for tuning in. If you enjoy Remington heavily criticizing movies made for children, then please head on over to wherever you get your podcast. You say it was, you say it's made for children. You know who I'm not hearing defend it ten times out of fucking ten? The goddamn kids. It's never kids who are like, "How dare you, Remington?" It's grown ass adults. I don't know, Rem. We have a, a disturbing amount of people under the age of fifteen that listen to our show and send if, us emails. From if time if to time. if you're <laughs> if you're one of the handful of people under like 15 who is listening we're just gonna pretend you don't exist it makes <laughs> it's it not that we don't like you or appreciate you it's just that we're adult men who don't know how to handle children <laughs> so we're gonna say thank you very much so adults how you doing man <laughs> <laughs> hello fellow adults <laughs> hello fellow adults we're ad- you can chat with us we know all the adult things we've got the explicit tag on our podcast that's how you can tell we're adult <laughs> And certainly not, you know, bulwarking our humor with crude jokes and swearing. That's definitely not how it works. <laughs> oh, but goodness. Well, if you enjoyed that, please leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. They made the world to us and we do read every single one. But if that is still not enough for you, you can head on over to twitch.tv slash anime out of context 
or myself, Dylan Remington, do occasionally play video games very poorly, especially once the month of November starts. And if that is still not enough for you, you can head on over to patreon.com slash context where you gain access to all kinds of lovely bonus material, including having the opportunity to be thanked live on the podcast. So, Rem, who are we thanking this week? Well, as always, I would like to send my growth to all of our magical girls and bland bitch protagonists who we really appreciate. But moving on, we get to our yandere waifus who are straight off Sparta kicking us off of the airship. And on that list, we have my name is first now, bitch. Oops, sorry, I was overly excited. You're not a bitch. Please don't hurt me. Drunk Quetzalcoatl for anime out of context. Mascot says Miska Miska, earnestly expecting praise and a reward. Miska only has 973 episodes of One Piece to go before she's caught up, says Miska. She pulls out a six-pack of Red Bull. Zombie Stomp, Xanax, Zayden, Zach Page, Yandere Neko, Zax, Yshon Yshon. When is the Forest Fairy 5 revisit? Weekly haiku about Papa Sean. Years passed, for better or for worse. Happy birthday, Sean. Hashtag Sawdust Rebellion. Don't wish, I mean, you're perfect on wishing him a happy birthday, but I'm going to do it next episode. It'll be great. <laughs> as as he as his butthole tightens, wondering if that's all I'll do. Uh, <laughs> Christ, uh, watch, Christ all watch even all right a poem every day for a month. Watch me home gently, Utah number one. Usopp Voodoo testicular torsion. Username Unlinged Prax admires your podcast. Truckoon Appreciation Society totally God's angel. Titan C and H. Thopternot King, ruler of Ornai. This is not a username. I'm literally begging Sean to show Remington some actual good anime for a change, like Yu Yu Hakusho. I, I mean, technically, he kind of did today. It's just ambivalent. It's ambivalent and disappointing, but there's a lot of good to it. The villain behind glasses wants welcome Chi to say revisit. The Susanator. The drums of liberation save us from all hentai. The contract expired. Strike is happening. Not jobless, but could be reincarnated as a puppy. The Capybaras are excited to show off their Neo Armstrong Cyclone Jet Armstrong Cannon. That time I got reincarnated as a as the guy who changes his name every week. That's pretty solid. That guy that makes Rem say cunt at least once a week. Thanks for being the best thing to listen to while working out. Y'all's mostly agreeable takes distract me just enough. Turban, Tattooed Weeb, Swedish Weeb, Super Zoo, Steve Celestino, Stacy's Mom, Snakey Pie, Silent Secondary, Sergio Addict, who doesn't need, doesn't need help, just more manga to read and anime to watch. Sean is a coward and would not join Yarchin Forbidden Club, given the chance. Sure. But you know who would? Dylan. I don't know what I'm saying. I don't... <laughs> I'll sign him up right now. Seth Senju. Oh, God. I, I hate that I got that reference. <laughs> Sequoia uh, Dekai, that's, that's what she said. See you, Space Cowboy, the White Swords guy. Royal Highness of Touch Me Not, Ross Palmer. Rest in peace, Bob Barker, the OG waifu. Everyone let out a doo-doo-doo-doo in remembrance. Rhiannon Williams. Rem uses the drums of liberation to free all weebs from bad anime. Rem loves the big hole. Rem doesn't completely hate my favorite shows. Raguko Shinju Review Copium. Professor Fox. Pro tips out of context. If you need a good deed for the day, collect parking tickets and tag them to every Tesla you can find. Pacuo Musico. Other McNutt. Oh no, I fucked my sister. Oops. Nitsaira. Nice legs. Daisy Dukes makes man go do do do. Makeka 7 Hierto. Mecha Zap. Making fake mal accounts so I can rate Forest Fairy 5 10 out of 10. A noble cause. Macaroni Uchiha. Love AOT and like the pod after six months of focused listening. Lonely Ginger Weeb, Link Joe Girl, Lick My Ass and Call Me Mikasa. Liam Dunn, Kara Uchiha, Cassidy, Just Monica, more like Just Harui. Jax, Jam Hands, Jacob Iverson, Iono is Best Girl, Hunter Tain, Hunter Davies. Hey Sean, let's do Full Metal Alchemist revisit. Hey Rem, Portuguese word of the week, Acabara Minas Adeus. Glenn Michael Dolan, George Edward Bottom, a.k.a. Bear Trap, a.k.a. Lynn manuel Miranda Muse, a.k.a. Fratricide of Auto Top. Sean loves getting pegged. What? <laughs> Barbara, <laughs> Barbara, I, wants 
shrimp. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong. We're not shaming. We're acknowledging. Farmer Weeb. You shouldn't acknowledge things that aren't true. It's fine, Sean. You don't need to be embarrassed, all right? Shout out to all, all, of, all of the peggers out there. Farmer Weeb wants <laughs> rump to know. <laughs> I hear there are a lot of those on Twitch. <laughs> My little peg champ. <laughs> Oh, oh, Christ. Before we watch, Rep to know, you can PM me directly for more Lolly Etchy shows you can watch at 10 times speed. I'm really not interested, unfortunately. Fantide, F-Bomb, Erica McCorkle, Elborn Quenyo, Daniel Riot, Daddy Rum, Daddy Rum, will he kiss my weeaboo and make it better? Now Samantha calling Daddy Sean an accident is rude. Daddy Rum, tell me a bedtime story. Cryptid Milf, Creed 13, Crunchy Fred Goth here to remind you that you just lost the game. Cheese Monkey. Cat girls are best girls, so give them cute little paws. Rock Hearts Review Dude says, let's go, Calais Rubin Para. Brennan's grandma slid is greater than Vaporeon. Big Blue Bear Boy, Burt B. Flem. Anyone else find it concerning that all the step-sibling porn stuff really took off during COVID? Jesus Christ. Anime Out of Context ruined my happy sugar life. And with the motion of adoption now complete, we turn to our next motion, Your Honor, the case of one Shuichi Kagaya. Amazing Muffin, Elise Howard, Alabama Weeb with too many peeker stickers on my car. Every day is a driving risk. AJ Tunnels, a tracheotomy on the bushes in the bushes worth two in the ball pit at Chuck E. Cheese. I don't know what the fuck. I don't know how to parse that. AJ Honey, Aisha Gudgy, a daze, Aaron Hegland, Dot, and <gasps> Patreon organization. Now we move on to the Boy Wizard tier, where everybody will be getting their own steampunk book to read. Either direct steampunk or steampunk inspiration. Uh, what does Daddy Rump say to Mommy Sean? You get 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea by Jules Verne. Vincent Calabrese, you are going to get The Time Machine by H.G. Wells. The one, the only Spiceitis returns after hi hiatus, now a tier higher. And for that, you get The Warlord of the Air by Michael Moorcock. <laughs> what a name. What a name. God damn it. We're, we're children. Michael's been cursed. Oh, God. He, he even has the first name Michael. Poor bastard. <laughs> EP, you get Morlock Knight by K.W. Jeter. The Canadian Anime Stoner, you, you're going to get The Anubis Gates by Tim Powers. Uh, an Isekai where the protag gets a gun with magical bullets. You get Homunculus by James Blaylock. Rowdyo, you're going to get The Difference Engine by William Gibson and Bruce Sterling. Roscop, you're going to get The Diamond Age by Neil Stevenson. Rent-A-Girlfriend Revisit Now or Make Rem Watch Some More Sword Art Online. You're going to get Jack Faust by Michael Swanwick. P.L. Mayor, you get The Big Hole and you get Perdido Street Station by China Myville. Mieville, I don't know. Nice. And we're saying none of these books, we don't know if they're any good or not, because I don't know about you, Ren, but I don't think I've heard of most of these. According to Readsy.com, these are the top 25 steampunk books, Sean. I see. Do you think Readsy would lie? Someone on the internet telling a lie? Who would do such a thing? <laughs> Blade, you get Mortal Engines by Philip Reeve, which I'll be honest, has a shit cover. Monogatari has everything you guys say you want in anime. This... You're not supposed to judge books by those. <laughs> I, but I'm, ju I'm judging the cover by the cover, all right? The book could be great. This week, characters are straight, lolly, pervert, and rich girl. Oh, Jesus. You get, also, also weirdly, you don't know how that's relevant, but it's relevant. You get what? other things happening in our lives recently, which makes it sound way more ominous than it yeah, is. Yeah, that, that, But I will not clarify. Mm, okay, you get yeah. Airborne by Kenneth Oppel. Mike got his Overlord review. You get Against the Day by Thomas Pynchon. Miguel Delion, you are going to get The Big Hole. Massimo Martelli, you get Bone Shaker by Sherry Priest. Latino just heard someone whisper, I want to eat your pancreas. You get Leviathan by Scott Westerfeld. Kugor, you get Solace by Gail Carriger. Kafka's My Mommy, you're going to get Retribution Falls by Chris Wooding. 
I, Sean Rollins, have sexy dreams where Kirito and Remington are cheating on their lovers, Asuna and myself. You get Terminal World by Alistair Reynolds. Happy birthday to you, woo! Happy birthday to you, woo! I, I think they want it to be you woo, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm helping Sean out. Happy early birthday, Sean. And you get Clockwork Angel by Cassandra Clare. Crimson Reapers, just because of the scythes, you're going to get Burton and Swineburn by Mark Hodder. Chromatic, you're going to get The Half-Made World by Felix Gilman. Carver 271, you're going to get The Lady of Devices by Shelly Adina. Cameron Coates, you're going to get The Iron Duke by Melgeon Brook. Fuck, who is that? What name do you think I just said? I was trying to process Melgeon Brook, honestly. That's that's where I got stuck on. God. Was that Beethoven 1201 or Carver 271? Oh, crap. They're right next to each other. They're close. Fortunate. They're close. I think that was Carver. Okay, I think so, too. Cameron Coates, which might be a repeat. Uh, sorry. You get Stoker and Holmes by Colleen Gleason. Blood Cell, not hey, the... An extra book never killed anybody. <laughs> Blood Cell, not the bitch boy white ones. You're going to get a Sean Rollins in the sky. That's an original. Ah. Beethoven 1201. You get the Aeronauts Windless. Windlass by Jim Butcher. I'm tempted to ask you for a synopsis of the one about me, but let's not worry about that. <laughs> Animated Z, you get Sean Rollins in the Sky 2. More Sky, oh, more Boogaloo. Been... <laughs> more Sky, more Boogaloo. Uh, that one, my name is on the cover, but it was ghost-written. So. Ah, I see. Yeah. I see. And all Father Changes from Weeks today is only 41 days to, until Bonsai. As of September 9th, you are going to get Gotham by Gaslight by Brian Augustine, Mike Mignola, and P. Craig Russell. There, there, there we go. Now we move on to the inappropriate Joey Wheeler tier, where Sean is going to describe a, a wacky steampunk invention, and I'm going to tell you, he, he's going to name it, and I'm going to tell you what it does. We start with piss, nothing but piss everywhere, piss over there, over here, what the fuck? You get the, the Grand sweep o -matic. The Grand sweep o -matic. now you think it'd be a cleaning tool, but nah, it actually helps you cheat at cards. And it'll help you sweep your opponents under the rugs and take all their cash. Because nothing is better than making all of your friends deeply in debt. Ne Are you still frustrated that I, I, I failed to get you money in Vegas? Next, we move on to Hermione Pegs, Harry and Ron. That's a yes. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get the, the pressurized happiness maker. Good luck with that. I mean, this it's a steampunk dildo. Be careful. It does get steamy. If it goes too deep, you're going to burn the shit out of yourself. Next up, we <laughs> both, go. Both literally and physically. <laughs> Next up, we got my dear old mom. Uh, you get a Victorian bone jangler. This this is the the first ever massage chair, actually. Uh, it jangles them. Oh, it'll perfectly. jangle the crap out of the bones. That's They thought the tension was in the bones, you see. Ah, yeah, because those are the hardest parts of the body. Yeah, they're the most tense. They are the, they are the things that need to get jangled, team. You get the compressed chromatic thingamadicky. I think I was trying to say thingamadoohickey, but apparently I, it got shortened. <laughs> <laughs> Be say so now. <laughs> you, you don't make it easy on me, Sean. You don't make it easy. No, <laughs> no. But when you give me prompts like this, I gotta try. This is a a an old school lamp that can do every single other, but it's only the size of your fingernail. Last but not least, we got second to none. You get a pneumatic thorax. 
with 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 this, it is part of your great steam steampunk wasp cosplay. So it's gonna Are we talking Marvel or Insect? I'm talking full insect. You are gonna be a big brass wasp monstrosity with a very sharp stinger. They're gonna try to ban you from the convention hall, but I mean, what are they gonna do? You got the stinger. Thank you all for tuning in. If you want to reach out, whether it's for a comment, question, feedback, or recommendation, you can tweet us at anime out of context. No, anime conpod on Twitter, or send an email over onto anime out of context at gmail.com. Once again, guys, thank you all so much for tuning in. We love and appreciate you very, very much. And as always, don't fuck your sister. <laughs>